0: What's going on, Space Explored fans? Welcome back to the Space Explored podcast. My name is Jared, and yes, I am back. Glad to be back this week. On this week's episode, Seth and I talk about Virgin Galactic gearing up for its second commercial flight. India launches its second lunar lander. Axiom is set to modify the lunar spacesuits for the ISS. And this week's big topic, we're going to deep dive into ULA and Vulcan's issues that have been arising as of lately. All that coming up on episode 67. Going there, stranger. Yo, what's going on? Back in action, back in the purple. It's good to be back.
1: Yeah, yeah. We actually have like a professional looking studio compared so like all the stuff here. just, you know, wing it. So appreciate it. <laughs> so welcome <laughs> back, uh, Jared. We appreciate Austin uh, being with us the last two. weeks. Yes. I think we're gonna have Austin on again in the future, probably with other projects. Yeah. So uh, he was fun to have, but yep. me and Jared. Duo, we're here. All right, let's get into our first story. Let's go. Uh, Virgin Galactic will launch its second commercial launch of its spaceship to space plane. The flight will host three private passengers, one former Olympian and an early ticket holder, John Goodwin, and the winner of the Ome sweepstake that took place after Richard Branson's flight in 2021 Keisha Shahaf and Elise Anastasia Myers, uh, a mother daughter duo from the Caribbean. Uh, pretty, nice. We were actually pretty shocked that uh, they were announcing their second flight so quickly. They talked about launching again, mm-hmm. um, like, pretty quickly thereafter, now that they've gone, you know, now that they have their operational kind of cadence going again. But uh, pretty quickly to be launching, I think it's, like, next week, I think, is the launch date. Nice. First one opens August 10th.
0: So When was the last one? Um, oh, it was, like,
1: two weeks ago, I think. Um, okay. That was the one with... Uh, uh, Italian space. This yep. the last one was very really different compared to all the other ones because they had it was like a research mission for the Italian space, not space agency. Uh, Italian Air Force. So it was interesting to see like that kind of dynamic. And right. now we're going straight into ticket holders, which Blue Origin has already done, of course. Yeah. Um, but it's I think this is the first ticket holder. The fly for Virgin Galactic, which has a much lower cost than Blue Origin. So and I'm what's
0: the cost expecting. of this? What's the lower cost?
1: I think it's like a half a million, I think. Oh, it's the flight. Oh, dude, yeah, I think it's a it. million. Um, hold on, I'm, they're hitting, Expedia.
0: So they're, they're... I'm uh, hitting Expedia right now to book. One oh, one okay, I catch. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> 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 um, no, yeah. it, it, it used to be 250,000 and then they upped it to five, is, uh, to half think, a million. Uh, so I don't, I was gonna say, Go is, there gr- is there a
0: group on anyway? Bad joke. All right, let's is start. there a group on? <laughs> Is there, a what's that, uh,
1: what's that browser, uh, extension you can put on for the coupon codes as well? Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of those. <laughs> they get, get like a 10% off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, use code space explorer.com right. to, uh, to get 10% off. Um, but it's super exciting. It's interesting to see the amazed sweepstakes winners because usually when you see those sweepstakes get announced, mm-hmm. like they, you never see, you never hear of the winner. Like they never right, exist right. afterwards. <clears throat> and now, like they're going to be in the limelight, which uh, the winning, which is super they awesome. They should do the it.
0: Winner, uh, publishers clearinghouse style, like go to your house with like a big check. You know, they like, did that. They did. did they? they? Went, like,
1: there was a whole video of Richard Branson showing up at, at Keisha's house. Like, okay, house. all
0: right. So that, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. But that that's happened cool. like so, over a year ago. Trying to get a little bit of, a <clears throat> excuse me, trying to get a little bit of a, like social currency going with it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So it's kind
1: of cool that that Keisha's coming and that she's bringing her daughter, which is super awesome. Nice. Congrats to them for winning. I totally didn't enter and totally wasn't salty when I did not win. Um, (laughs) I think I entered. Pretty sure I entered. Uh, Maybe I didn't. I don't know. It was a long time ago. But uh, super cool for them. All right, next up. Early last Friday, India launched the its second lunar lander on its journey to the moon. The Shandia 3 mission consists of a propulsion module. Yeah, this was a big one. A sh- yeah, it was. Uh, a short orbiter, uh, the lander, and then a rover. Uh, the mission follows its previous landing attempt with Shandian 2, uh, which created the lunar surface, which crashed on the lunar surface after suffering uh, several errors during landing. It's If successful, India would be the fourth nation to land on the moon. After the United States, Russia, and China, so That's cool. Oh no, Siri, don't you start. All right, yeah. So uh, big, big launch for India. I mm-hmm. It was like it was huge for them. Um, like they had like big scan like big crowds, like coming to watch at launch. It's a big um, country,
0: man. A lot of people India. there.
1: <laughs> yeah, one of the newsletters that I read, uh, Jatan, I, think, I think it's pronounced Jitan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I pronounce it. I've never said it out loud before. Um so, uh, Jatan Space, uh he does a like a several times a week newsletter. Um he was there, he's Indian he's from India, so he he went nice. to the launch. So that was super cool to see like him finally go to the launch and then like all these other people kinda like this big moment for India to launch. Yeah. It's kinda like kind of like our Artemis mission last year, like where it was this mm-hmm. big moment for everyone to kinda like come together and like see a launch. Um But
0: and, possibly uh, even I mean it gets like, bigger bigger for because... You know, like America sort of went through this already with with the Saturn V. Yeah. So I feel like it's 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 bigger. It's like a it's that more of that style. It, it's that
1: first step.
0: Yeah. Like to
1: really being on the moon. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Shania Two launched in uh, 2019, I think, or 2020, and it, it had this landing attempt in 2020. Nice. Um. And that had like several errors with like it it, it the engine which was, was like was over I think over. Um, producing more thrust than it expected, and there were some software errors, and ended up uh, not even making didn't make sure the surface. It, it like ran out of fuel and um, it crashed. But its orbiter, so it had the shannon two mission had like a much more beefed up orbiter, mm-hmm. and then the lander. Uh, Shinyan three has like a small, a smaller not necessarily orbiter. It's the propulsion module that's like going to act as like a semi-orbiter for some pits of it of the landing, and then you have like a much beefed up lander, uh, then a rover on top of that, which is super cool to see a rover kind of come back to the moon. Nice. And so that um, that's coming and landing on the moon. Hopefully it'll be landing on the moon uh, in the next like month or so, I think. Or two months, maybe. Uh, on the moon. And then, of course, yeah, that'll be number four. Um, Russia, the Soviet Union. Interesting enough that Russia's actually returning to the moon as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone's returning to the moon if you haven't caught on. So far, if you've been following news and haven't realized that the moon is in again, the moon's in.
0: And, but if uh, you if you go on TikTok, there's probably a good chance that people are like defunking it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, So, uh, so Russia's launching Luna 25, I think it is. Yeah, Luna 25 in the next month, and that's going to be a a lander on the moon. Nice. What um, uh, I think? There's. There's another one launching. I can't remember who it is. I think it's Japan. Japan's launching their other lander as well um, in the next couple of months. And then we have two NASA Eclipse missions possibly launching by the end of the year. Uh, Intuitive Machines, their first launcher. And then uh, Peregrine um, from Astrobotic will be launching. That's going to be the first launch of uh, Vulcan from ULA. Although we're talking about Vulcan. Yeah, later in the show, we'll, we'll talk more about later. Peregrine. So, uh, but yeah, super awesome to see all these new missions kind of coming back to the moon. Next yeah, it, up, it's cool. Oh, yeah. Next up, following its selection of lunar EVA suits to be worn on Artemis 3, I believe, yes, uh, Axiom Space was given another task order to build EVA, uh, EVA suits to be worn by astronauts on the International Space Station. The XEMU program was designed to commercialize the production of and operations of EVAs similar to the Commercial Crew Program, where the commercial partner is in charge of building and operating the suits, and NASA, while NASA stays in charge of making the final astronaut operation decisions during the EVAs. Uh, so that's kind of the uh, pretty much NASA's you know next step to pretty mm-hmm. much commercialize everything. I don't think there's really anything that NASA hasn't yet tried to commercialize. <laughs> like, I don't. There's legit like there's some. Research that they're doing that's like all them but like yep yeah commercial crew and then you're gonna have yeah and then then they just have the land yeah you have low Mm -hmm. earth low earth earth orbit uh, destinations which are gonna be commercial space stations you have this um the XEMU you have the uh lander um the commercial lunar lander uh they're trying to commercialize SLS somehow Mm -hmm. uh that's that's kind of like I think everyone realized that's DOA but maybe Boeing will be able to make it commercial somehow um, trying to think what else they try to commercialize. Like it, it's this kind of like I, I don't know if they. I have some opinions on it. I don't know. They they're not like well versed opinions. I just think like there's some things that uh, we'll just see what works and what doesn't work. It's, I think right. maybe like some like right. EVAs probably <clears throat> won't work. I don't know. Like is this kind of like a weird like step or like okay? Do we need to have commercial operations? Like I understand like commercial providers of EVA suits, but like going to be like it's going to be like a. Uh, like when SpaceX launches crew like they hand over right. the crew to Axiom you know to to SpaceX and then and they launch them to the space station and SpaceX yep. is in charge of all of that um, however NASA still kind of maintains control of like final decisions on like whether or not they can or can't do something yeah um, it sounds like the XEMU and the ISS and on, on Lunar EVAs, it's going to be similar that, that NASA is going to hand the crew over pretty much to Axiom um, Colin Aerospace is the this, the the competitor to to axiom in this, they also have task orders to um to build suits for for the ISS and for um for the lunar uh for uh, for Artemis. Uh, I'm nice. interested to see like how this works out, and if it's yeah. kind of like ex- extra c- complexity to the thing, or if it actually works out, it's simplified it, and, like and it, it, yeah. it works better. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I it's, it's some of these things like makes sense. Some of these things are like, oh, okay, I don't know how that really works out. Like. How many people actually really? How many companies really need a lunar lander? Like I don't know. Like it just slowly, every company. Like, <laughs> every company. <laughs> every yeah. Every person is dying to land on the moon. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, They'll put that flag. Yeah. Up. That's,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, good thing. Good. Good job for 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 Axiom to, to get on that contract. Uh, they're kind of killing it down there in in Texas with all their contracts. Uh, I think they have some funding stuff to figure out though, but because it's not 100 percent funded by all this stuff is never 100% funded by NASA. It's always partially funded by NASA and then acts Yeah, funding. like subsidized. So I think they have some Yep. Yeah, cool. I think they have some funding to, to figure out, but um uh they seem to be chugging along with all their missions and expanding really well. So,
0: congrats to them. Yeah, I um I I just want to make a comment quick on the uh, on the design of the suit. So, it looks super cool. I'm looking at it here. Yep. Um it's uh black mainly with like some hints of orange and blue. Super cool. I just have to say Ooh. that at some point, I'd like to see, like, Nike put their hat in the ring, and, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe we can see some, like, yeah. alternate colorways. I think that'll be cool. Uh, you know, maybe do, like, what they do in college football at some point, yeah. just just from the design perspective. But anyway.
1: I hate to burst your bubble, but it's that's not, not going to be the I know, I know,
0: I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But it would be Actually,
1: the the, the For All kind. one of the uh, costume designers, the For All Man kind, helped with that. And uh, that was like weirdly a big, story, but that's kind of like cool. yeah. I kind of I was kind of busy with other stuff, and I missed the announcement of the of the suit by like a day or two, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I should write something. And all of a sudden, it came out of that from and Man- the from mankind, I'm like, I'm gonna do that. That's my angle for the story, and uh, like from mankind, like their Twitter account like retweeted it and mm-hmm. like got a whole bunch of traction to the all from nice. mankind like fans. Weird thing. Um, yeah. Did you know that like so like, the is the-, the ISS suits they use now like are from like the 70s? Like they were yes. built for yes. the shuttle program. Um, so like they're, they're pretty old. Well overdue. And, like, they've, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's well overdue for, for an upgrade. Uh, and so it, they're actually, it's, I don't know how much is brought over from the Apollo suits. Um, I don't think a lot, but also like the, the last space suit that NASA built previous to these, these, I, <laughs> these suits are the, the Apollo suits. Like it yeah. goes up for, for EVA suits. It goes Gemini. They have mm-hmm. the weird, like, all-steel... I don't know. If you ever read... Um, oh, what's... Uh, Eugene Cernan has a book, um, Last Man on the Moon. And he I've talks about his... Uh, his e- yeah, so he talks about his EVA in, in Gemini, and that the suit that they wore was, like... It, he's like, it's the most uncomfortable thing ever. I was in pain the entire time, and it sucked. But, like, they went, it goes from that suit to Apollo to... Shuttle slash ISS, yeah, like that's slowly the expansive of, of of space. It so it's yeah, I, cool I feel, but I do feel like platform.
0: having having like a third party sort of come in now, it probably will speed mm-hmm. up that iteration process. Um, yep. You know, like and for obviously Axi- for Axiom, you know, maybe yep. they're already working on the next you know three versions ahead of this. So
1: mm-hmm. and Axi- it makes sense for Axiom to get it. Uh, it was it was Axiom and Collins Aerospace that got the contract, and Colin Aerospace has um, history. I think something ILC Dover is I think they're working with, which made the Apollo suits, and I believe also the um, uh, the, the ISS suits. Uh, so they have some heritage with that. Got it. Um, but Axiom is like, they're building their space station, and so their space station needs a space suit. And mm-hmm. they're going to be partnering with other, with other companies that have EVAs. And yep. so having a commercial provider makes sense, alongside having commercial crew launch capabilities that's kind of sprung as other... Area with commercial spites like Inspiration Four and Polaris, uh, so it it, it mm-hmm. all makes sense. Like what what they're doing, where they're going for. Interesting to see if like this like XEME like, thing like actually pans out to be better than what it was before. That's yep. the big question. Um, we'll see whenever they start launching. I don't remember. I don't think there's a date for when this happens. I think it's soon. I think they have to get a suit up there soon because I think they want the suit, this suit tested on the ISS before it's used.
0: Yeah, maybe the next Axiom so. launch or something
1: maybe uh probably not probably will probably be next year probably 2024 got it got it way. okay so cool all right let's take a break and we'll see you guys on the next subject sure. let's do it all right welcome back uh, we we're talking. We're going to talk. Like I said, we're going to talk about Vulcan, uh, ULA's next rocket that is supposed to launch Q4 of this year, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, it's kind of had a troubled issue, and I, I, the reason why I want to talk about this is because I just listened to the episode of Miko. If you guys listen to the Miko podcast, um, and Eric Berger was on it. And he was talking about kind of, like, all the Vulcan stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like, he kind of, like, made the points. Like, I think in the back of my head, I, we all were thinking that, like, just weren't said out loud until he mm-hmm. said it. And so then I'm like, oh, that all, all makes sense. Um, <laughs> that, like, uh, so Tori Bruner, like, underplays things, like, crazy. Like, every time there's an issue, he's kind of like, oh, no, it's not, it's, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Which, a lot of times, like, there's probably not a big issue. Like, it's fine to underplay it. Uh, but, like, recently, he's, like, underplayed stuff so much, and it's like, ah, okay, like, you gotta start, like, understanding there's an issue here um so vulcan has been delayed for years uh, at this point um because mostly because it was mostly because of be 4 engine development that's what i was believed to be yep. was be 4 development um which is blue origins engine that is going to be on the, uh, on the first stage of vulcan yep. vulcan um and then now we're kind of running into uh, then it was like blamed on well like we have some issues was fine because like the 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 customers aren't ready either so like that's uh um the two, first two cu- customers for start one and start two flights um are the uh Peregrine lander from astrobotics and then uh stream chaser from sierra space to so understand i think we've talked a little bit before in the previous podcast but i'll overview a little bit
0: yeah you were like go back is Wait, a if this is my chance to plug dude if you go back to sixty episode sixty three and sixty five, I think is where it was. We talked slightly about Vulcan. Okay, go. Okay, cool.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jed. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give a brief overview why the why one they're called cert one cert two flights when they're the first two launches, and why they're really really important. Because ULA is a uh, it's a defense contractor. Like they 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 build launches. They build rockets to, for defense launches. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's like their whole bread and butter. That's where they make their money. They've held, for the last two national security space contracts, they've held either the vast majority or the simple majority of the of the launch contracts. I think it was like 90-10 or was it like 85-15, something like that for the first, um, like years and years ago, back when SpaceX sued to even get into the program. Um, they held like I think it was like 90% of the launches. Mm -hmm. The last time they did that, they went down to 60%. So 60% of the launches were ULA, 40% was SpaceX. We're coming up on the third iteration of the National Security Space Launch Program. I think it's actually called Phase 2 because it wasn't called National Security Space Launch in the first one, but now it is, so now it's technically Phase 2, even though it's the third iteration. Whatever. Um... (laughs)
0: Then there was also, there was a fourth
1: one before that. We're not even going to get into that. But uh, the, to be able to get into this, so they, ULA pitched Vulcan. So before they were having Atlas and Delta IV, which their were launch vehicles. Now they have Vulcan, which is a new rocket, which means it's not certified yet to fly national security payloads. So to be able to even enter, even get any sort of um, launches, actually, this is for, sorry, this is for phase two. Still, actually they're still, sorry, the first phase. Phase mm-hmm. God, the second one. The second one. Not, the, not Phase 2. The second one. <laughs> hate the naming. Um, for, for them to even start launching those rockets, they need to have two certification flights. So, the first one, I said, Cert 1. That's Astrobotic. Cert 2. It's Space. space. Um, they expected to launch those before this year. Now they're delayed to Q4 this year. In the meantime, SpaceX is already, like, ready, because they have the Falcon 9 and Falcon Heavy as their rockets, mm-hmm. so they're already certified, and they can start flying. Um, I think they've even... I don't know if the recent Falcon Heavy launches have been part of the, the National Security Space launch. I think they have. Um, so, they have to get ready for this. In the past, for, was it, two, three weeks, we've seen some issues with Vulcan again. So, before, mm-hmm. three weeks ago, it was like, cool. They, they did their static fire on the pad of the Vulcan booster. They have their Centaur-5 upper stage ready and at the pad. All they have to do is tell Astrobrotic, hey... Send your lander on down. Back then, I think ULA was even saying that, like, they're waiting on the lander to finish, but then Astrobot was like, hey, like, we're ready and go. We're ready to go whenever you are. Um, come on down. We'll, we'll put you up. And we'll launch, like, this summer. I think the launch was, like, supposed to be, like, July, like, this mm-hmm. month. Uh, so there's two things that popped up related to those two missions. The first one was a um, failure in the Centaur Five uh, upper stage. We now have details of, like, what that was. So, Eric Berger broke the story of Bernard Cetnica, and he's pretty much dead at that. uh, He had security video footage, which he kind of joked on the podcast that uh, he's probably not going to get that security footage anymore uh, because he shared an image of it. So, he's like, (laughs) that revenue is pretty much dried up. Uh, But, uh, the Centaur 5 blew up on the test stand. Um, It wasn't the Centaur 5 that's for Cert 1. It was, I think, the Centaur 5 for Cert 2, possibly, or maybe even the third flight after that. Not sure. Um. So, I was going through some qualification tests, and it just it blew up on the pad. Uh, it turns out that there was, like, this super, like, thin welding. Like, the Centaur is a v- very delicate, like, pad, like, rocket. Very, very, delicate. Very high energy. Uh, and so, like, the walls are super, super thin, and the welding is all super special, and, like, to make it all work. And so, there's a part on the upper dome that wasn't strong enough, and it blew up. So, they're now sending the Cert-1, so Astrobox, Astrobotics, there we go, Uh, their landers, Centaur 5, back to Decatur in Alabama to get, like, reinforcements and an extra steel plate um, so they can then launch it. So that, now, that's what delayed CERT 1 to Q4 of this year. Um, However, like, it's kind of all, there's a lot of speculation that I, yeah, I take this all the grain of salt because a lot of the sources that this come from are kind of anti-ULA. Like, they're more pro-SpaceX. <laughs> um, so, like, there's, the story's somewhere in the middle of whether or not Centaur 5 is even ready to fly so yet.
0: What you're saying is don't trust the source if it says Elon on the front of it.
1: <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no. It's just like... They probably they, they probably have information. They've pre- yeah, probably yeah, exaggerated yeah. it a little
0: bit. Um, so the summer probably a little downgraded,
1: whether or not Centaur Five is ready to fly or not. I, uh, ULA has this hundred percent success rate since they've been created. I really don't think they want to break that. So they're gonna they're gonna make sure that the first Volga flight is, is, is a success, especially for a mission that's technically for NASA um, it's right. for astrobiotics, but it's an Eclipse mission for NASA. Um, so this is like a pretty big deal for them. They get it right on the first shot and it has to get right in the first shot, so then they can get the second launch off, which is um, Sierra Spaces, which that timeline, and we for the most, we've heard from Astrobotic that, like, their spacecraft is ready. Like, it's done. It is ready to fly. It's, it's good to go. Sierra Space, on the other hand, like, their timelines have been all over the place. Like, we mm-hmm. got told, like, I remember I spoke with one of their VPs at CES in 2022, and he was like, next year, we're ready. We're going to launch next year. And, uh, they are still working on the, they are like still working on spacecraft like this, like a few months ago. So like that was like nowhere close to being true. Um, So who knows if that mission is ready to launch in like Q1 of 2024. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, Vulcan, like their timelines like keep, keep slipping to the right a lot. And uh, having that cert, having those two certification flights, they can then hopefully start launching their national security launches at the end of 2024. Like it's a a long road deal. It is. It, yeah. really,
0: it really is. But Yeah, that's, that's a, a bummer. bummer man. Man. Yeah, I know, me too. Again, uh, referencing one of the other episodes, we put I think we both chose Vulcan as the coolest name for a rocket. Um, but mm. Yeah, it's it's a bummer, man. It's um I don't but I don't know. Do you feel if they were if if they had been upfront about all these problems uh, the entire time, do you feel like they wouldn't be getting as much heat. Um, um I don't DCL even know really didn't if didn't they're getting that matter. much
1: heat. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know they're even getting that much heat for it. I don't, it's really just a few people. Um, yeah, and for the most part, it's understandable. It's like okay, right. like you were working on stuff and you were trying to get it ready, and you're they're trying to compete with SpaceX, which means they have to push harder than that they, they normally do. They they right. want to be able to right. compete with SpaceX because right. the big issue with with um, ULA going forward is. SpaceX possibly getting a bigger cut of the national security loss contract. Right. right. And so this third iteration coming up, which is, which are, um, the request for proposals are, or should be coming out the next year or so. I think the final ones, um, they're actually looking at having three providers for, the, so mm.
0: before, yeah. there's always, so always been, their piece of the in- pie is shrinking more and more as time goes on.
1: Yes. So it, it's, we're not sure. Like the cut is always up debate, like, we don't know what it's ever going to be. Um, but apparently, in, like, a draft proposal, like, request, uh, Space Force stated that they want three based off of, you know, they, they gave some excuses, but, like, we all know it's Blue Origin lobbying Congress uh, right. to, to get three, uh, a third one added, and the Space Force isn't just isn't going to fight with it. But, <laughs> there's really not a provider who can fit into that. So, the Phase 2 National Security Launch contract Again, this is the third iteration of it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't question the names. Um, the phase two contract uh, has two lanes. It has a lane one, and lane two. Um, I might have this backwards, but I believe uh, lane one is the easier route. It's kind of it's going to be similar to um, NASA's uh, venture launch class contracts, where uh, more risk is accepted and we're going to just much allow like just a high level of, of risk, and it's going to be per task order like we have this specific payload. We're going to apply, we're going to give this to to rocket lab, or we're going to give this to another smaller launch company, a company that can't fit into phase two, which is very, very strict on what it has. It has a nine reference. I think it's nine, nine reference orbits that you have to hit. And you have to hit them from both coasts. So you have to have a launch pad from Vandenberg and, or a launch pad from the West coast and a launch pad on the East coast. Right now, there's only two companies that have that op- opportunity, yep. and that is SpaceX and ULA. ULA, yeah. So them adding a third, which like we all, I think we all agree, it's pretty obvious that Blue Origin is lobbying for this because Blue Origin really wanted that Phase One contract, which is what's going into place right now, and they couldn't because New Glenn just wouldn't be ready. It delayed New Glenn into possibly next year. Like it's delayed New Dude, Glenn how you, a lot. And, how do
0: you know they're not just building a pad inside of? An Amazon warehouse up in Washington right now.
1: Who knows? Maybe they are. Maybe they're <laughs> going to
0: launch out of downtown Seattle. I mean, yeah.
1: that's what one of the... That's, that would actually, that's that would actually whole, be pretty cool.
0: That would be pretty cool. That it's would cool. probably... It would, no,
1: it would, it would, that would damage a lot of downtown Seattle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, aside from that, it
1: would be cool. <laughs> aside from the, the possible, you know, destruction of a city and, you know, yeah. all the issues that go into that. Okay. Yeah, uh, There's uh, there are pads up for grabs out of Vandenberg that ULA... Can't, uh, sorry, that Blue Origin could get. Um, there's also a joke uh, that's possibly that this is... They're trying to... Uh, Blue Origin is trying to get contracts in the Phase 2 so that ULA gets less launches so ULA is less valuable of a company so then Blue, or- Blue Origin can just buy ULA. Uh. <laughs> so...
0: I dude, I would not. On. I would definitely not put that past Bezos. He's that type of evil genius. There's a rumor God. that ULA yeah. is
1: looking for a sale. Um,
0: dude, that guy knows he, he he would slide right in there and, and take that. Yeah, I, I definitely do not pass. I do not um, pass on that opportunity.
1: Yeah. So whether or not that happens, who knows? Um, but I don't even know where the train of thought went. Uh, Sorry, like ULA I probably is. Derailed you. ULA okay. is, like, has to be, like, is... There, uh, yeah, sorry. So, ULA is pushing really hard. So, I could totally see them, um, that they pushed harder than what they could have. Mm-hmm. And so, from management from from management side of view, upside side of view, it was like, yeah, we're fine, we're good, we're pushing. Like, it's going to be rough, but, like, I believe in our team that we can do it. And then, yeah. all of a sudden, they realize that, uh, that is failing. I'm like, okay, so we pushed too hard. Like, but at least, hey, at least we got this rocket built. Let's just fix this one thing, try to get it launched. Uh, right. So we'll see like exactly like how well I mean, we'll just see how it goes out in this year when we see Vulcan launch. Um I'll it, it be fine. And we might finally have Vulcan <laughs> flying and uh, Atlas is is very much numbered. I mean Atlas is numbered. They're not building more atlases, so they have to get Vulcan right, flying. Right. It's it's as simple as that. They have to fly Vulcan because Atlas doesn't no longer is taking customers. <laughs> so Fair. Yeah. So good thing I guess uh, good luck to ULA. Yeah. We believe in you. <laughs> dude, I love Tori. Tori's the greatest CEO ever. So, like, he's—I yeah. love him. He's amazing.
0: So, uh, how's his I how's you his threads. people who
1: don't agree? But How, I mean, I love him.
0: How's uh how's his threads? Is he active on threads? As as he is on, you really on Twitter, came on the threads a lot, of dude. Yeah, I saw actually. I did see they came up and they were like asking what um what people wanted to see for content on threads. I saw that yesterday. Nice, I think. nice.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I remember our one of our first posts on Threads became like the de facto for like every space company to come and respond to. Uh, yeah, th- they were on Threads. I, I think I think I re- it was retweeted. I can't remember what company it was. It was Sierra Space, I think, or it was one. It was uh, I think it was, it was one company like said like we're on Threads. and I'm like first company on Threads because that's what everyone was doing. Like uh, first space company on Threads, and then like AstroForge came on, and like a couple other people like saw a comment and oh, I'm yeah. like, hey, yeah, we're here,
0: we're here, we're here. I'm like. Cool. What's the over under uh, timeline on SpaceX?
1: Joining threads. <coughs> joining threads. Uh, yeah, not even close. Although uh, there are some SpaceX employees I've seen that are are, are on threads. Yeah. So and, all, uh, and all,
0: all the all the meme all the SpaceX meme like accounts are on there as well. Yeah. And so the, all the pretty
1: much are. every it's pretty much everyone but but NASA for some really NASA's not on there.
0: That's interesting. I think James.
1: I, I think huh. maybe the James Webb team's on there. I think that's what hmm, they're on not, there. What about um, NASA social? I don't even think. I don't know. I've huh. I, I have not seen any NASA stuff on there other that's, than the thing yeah, James Webb. ESA is on on there. Um, like it's pretty much like a lot of the NASA accounts, and then SpaceX are no, you know, this right. aren't on there? Uh, which you know what it is what it is. Um, yeah. But that's that's it for this week. Are you excited for Barbenheimer this week? By the way, Jared.
0: Yes, I am. Uh, I'm probably not gonna see either this weekend. Uh, I'm a little bit bummed about that. But yeah, dude, uh, as a film buff, super excited for Oppenheimer, um, just because mm-hmm. of the, uh, enthusiasm or the enthusiastic film nerd in me. Um, you oh know, gosh, 70 yes. millimeter I've... IMAX, how it was shot, you know, the whole, the whole like cinematography side of it, um, mm-hmm. and movie making side of it is awesome. Um, as a former visual effects nerd, it's actually kind of amazing that they're not, you know, claiming not to use any visual effects. You know, obviously, um, we have to take it for Christopher Nolan. He hates
1: visual effects. He, He'll fire you on the so spot for not, visual
0: effects. It's not that he hates it; he just hates bad, bad visual effects. So, um, yeah. I did just see Indiana Jones, and I got to agree, man. Bad visual effects. You know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm in that camp too. Yeah, you can do it in camera. Yeah. Do it in camera.
1: I uh, I saw I saw Asteroid City i i've been so in the movies since covid like I, nice. like I was in the movies in college i had i had movie pass the original movie pass um i saw a movie. i i probably single-handedly put them out of this list um i saw like a movie every day
0: and uh nice. sometimes
1: multiple the same movie and uh i saw i, went, I i've gone back i'm like i want to go see more movies so i i finally saw astro city i need to see it. it's on my list
0: it's on my list oh it's do you okay. like wes anderson I do. Yeah, I do. and Yeah, honestly, you're going to like win. this one. It's, a, it's
1: yeah. pinnacle Wes Anderson. It's Nice. It's like one of those where like, you're just sitting there like, I don't know what's going on here, but I love it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Just, I want to go, go watch it again love, with my dad. Visuals. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to go back with my dad because he really can't really follow movies anymore. Um, So it'd just be hilarious to watch and just not <laughs> understand the entire thing. Just sit here like I mean. this
0: recording your dad as you're
1: watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Um... So yeah, super excited. I'm gonna see. Do, are you seeing Oppenheimer in IMAX for 70 millimeter? Are you going to? Know, I think there's like Fort Lauderdale is the only one near you that has yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's pretty far. Unfortunately, probably not. I'm taking my dad with me, and it's just a little bit of yeah. a hike to get to get him uh, to, to down there. So um, we True. probably I, may make the trip to Orlando to at least see it in digital IMAX um, in a nice theater. Okay. We actually have an IMAX theater not far from us here in town, but mm-hmm. um, but it's not the best it's actually kind of disgusting but i'm doing what i did with uh
1: (laughs) imax get it together uh, maverick (laughs) okay i'm doing what i did with maverick i'm gonna go see it in i'm not gonna say normal i'm gonna see it at least in 70 millimeter i'm gonna go see it in 70 millimeter if i like it a lot i'll go see it in digital imax because there's one of those playing um nearby and if i really really like it i'll go drive over the grand rapids michigan i'll go drive six hours and I will go watch it in 70 millimeter IMAX. Weirdly, there's not a 70 millimeter IMAX in Chicago of all places. I that it is, weird. Yeah, that is
0: weird. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, especially with. Uh, yeah, I, I mean sh- Chicago's. I mean, it's been it's, it's a, second it's a largest pretty city. yeah. Well, besides that, Third. but it's a pretty it, it's yeah. a pretty like um like filmic city. Like a lot of you know films have been based around Chicago. So yeah, it's man. interesting that it's not part of the history. I country. mean, Milwaukee.
1: I mean we've had Nah we've had the Blues Brothers. <laughs> eh. The Brewers. Sat that, that seventy show. The, the Happy Days? The funs We have the bronze yeah, bubble here.
0: But none of that happened in Milwaukee. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> don't you don't uh, blasphemy. All right. <laughs> you say
1: anything. Alright. That's it for this week. Thank you for our rant there at the end. Um We'll see you guys all next week back with Jared again uh, at our regular time schedule, hopefully. I don't know. Actually yep. next week is a uh, hell week for me too. But we'll see. Okay, we'll find fair. time to record next week. Okay. And uh, we will see you guys okay. all next week. Uh, you can listen to us uh Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you can listen to us at spaceforward.com and you can follow along with the news there. Um, Jared, where can I find
0: you on Facebook? Uh you can find me on at Hyperlight on Instagram and on threat, I've actually been threading man it's I found my happy place of oh, I hate Twitter and now like they've just turned Instagram into you know Twitter and I'm, I'm there I'm in
1: yeah, Jared's probably you've deleted Twitter
0: I, no I have not I have not I have not so give I, them a little deaf next week I'm definitely, I'm definitely. and you can
1: find me at the Space Support Discord um, and you can join that's really fun. Fun. That's fun. Yeah, it's really yeah, See you guys on next week. Peace.